All right, ladies, today I have a special treat for you and a special guest. Her name is Gigi Simmons, and you are going to love everything she has to say. She's going to talk to you about how to rest into 2021. Yes, I didn't say how to run or, or walk or step. I said how to rest into 2021. Let's get it. <laughs> Mama, welcome to Holy Made Life, where I believe that you are not created to do just one thing in your life well. You are not just your job, your title, or your salary. You're not just a mom, or a wife, or a sister. You are fearfully and wonderfully made to lead in all areas of your whole life. Your life is like a pie that's made up of different pieces that create a complete circle. And girl, you deserve to enjoy the whole pie. Hi, I'm Angie Tenetti Rogers, and Mama, I know you are really good at what you do in your profession or business. But if you're ready to stop ignoring different pieces of your pie and reclaim your whole life, then you are in the right place. Girl, let's tap into the whole life God has for you and experience that God-sized fulfilled life. Together, we're going to walk through some boundaries, leadership, mindset, and restoration in different areas of your life that may need to change. It's going to be some tough work up in here, girl, but we're going to walk this thing out together, uncovering some bold, courageous actions that we can take to experience not just a good life, but your whole life. Are you ready to live your whole life wholly made? Let's do it. Talk to Gigi today, Jernell. I call her Gigi, or G really is what I call her, my girl. But uh, I just want to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're doing right now, and we'll go from there. Hi, everybody. I am so, so glad to be here. Yes, I mean, GGG, whatever. Like Angie said, she's my girl. I love her. Um, so just a quick little background about me, and we won't hold you long. So again, my name is Gigi. I am a mom of three over-the-top little divas. Um, They are my pride and joy. My husband and I have been married for almost eight years. It doesn't seem like it, but here we are. Um, About four and a half years ago, almost five years ago, I was just an average mom. Um, We had just had our second daughter. And we got married and kind of like had babies back to back. So I really don't know what it's like to like be married before children because we got married. Literally, we were pregnant on our honeymoon. So I was a full time working mom at first. Um, and then we had our first daughter and I was like, well, what if we just cut back on hours until, you know, that 12 week maternity leave thing And then I was actually working for a major company that a lot of us drink Cokes and sodas and all the things from. And at the time they actually within their facility had a childcare facility. So like I have long history of working in childcare, but it's really funny. My degree is actually in marine biology and criminology, but I live (laughs) in Kentucky and there's no water here. So, um, life has a way of doing things and I'm a military brat. So there's a lot of things. That a lot of people are just like, wait, your story is very interesting. I can speak three languages, all the things. So five and a half years ago, life presented an ugly situation for my husband and I at 27 years old. He was, um, 
in the hospital with congested heart failure. We had two girls. My oldest at the time was 18 months and my baby was four months old. And it's so funny because literally December 12th was a five year, I hate to call it an anniversary, but anniversary of like what would have been to most people the most detrimental day in my life. But for us, it was actually, I like to call them pivot moments where God gave us an opportunity to either say, okay, God, we're going to trust you wholeheartedly, or we're going to run scared to what society has told us to be true, which was go to school, go to college, you know, all these things. And that just so happens not to be the life that God presented for us. So my husband gets out of the hospital. We spent 14 days in ICU. I was a nursing mom. So I literally, I don't think I slept those 14 days because if I wasn't at the hospital, I was at home nursing a baby, going back to the hospital. Um, and so we got home and I remember looking at my husband when we got that medical bill in the mail, and I was like, so remember that thing that we did like a year and a half ago when we got married and we used all our money to have like our dream wedding because we didn't want to have like any generational curses. So a wedding was important to us. Yeah. See that much money is like double what your medical bill costs and we don't have it. Wow. And so I had been following a girl that I had met who kind of was in the exact same situation, but hers was a little bit more drastic. Um, her fiance was battling cancer and I just saw that she was still living life to the absolute fullest, not worried about if her job was going to let her go because she had found a way how to monetize her social media and making a full-time income. And this girl, I mean, like she was very high up in her field and I watched her for almost a year mm. and I was like, mm, that's just unconventional. That's not for me. I can't do that. But yet every single time an opposition came after my husband got in the hospital, that was the first thing that I thought about. And finally I asked her, I said, listen, I know, I know you're probably gonna be like, okay, sure, let's talk. And I asked her to come have dinner with my family. We came, she came, we had dinner and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna jump all in with you. And here we are five and a half, almost five years later. And now I don't know what my life would be like if it wasn't for that opportunity. So now I'm a certified health and wellness coach teaching people how to rest, how to actually enjoy and live life rather than life living for you. Um, and it's been a blessing. It has been such a blessing. So I cannot wait to dive into this and talk to you guys about it. Wow. I mean, you're giving me all the chills and some of that stuff I didn't even know. And we've been knowing each other for, I don't know, years, like yeah. probably I don't know how long have we known each other years at least probably five at least right? yeah at least five maybe set seven to eight years seven to eight. yeah so anyway I, there's so many things i want to get into okay so let's get into you talked about rest and i um you know this season has been such a difficult trying season especially this past year when you talk about 2020 everybody's so sick of hearing about 2020 and we can talk about all the things that happened in 2020 all of the the division and the strife and the difficulty and the illness and uh the pandemic and the shutdowns and the political wars and all of these things but I think that we can also, and this is just me and how I look at life and how I try to, like you said, retain some of that joy we just you just mentioned. I like to look at, you know, this has also been a season of revelation and of truth. 
and of some rest and some peace. But I think it's difficult for people to really think about rest. And so before we get into you kind of giving us some information about what we can do to rest in a season that feels so the circumstances and the situations feel so overwhelming uh, and almost unsurmountable. I want to talk about rest, not in laying on the couch and not doing anything or throwing your hands up and giving up, but rest in the comfort and the, the knowing that we are covered, we are protected, we are loved uh, by God. And, you know, that is what gives us that rest. So, so we're still working, we're still hustling, we're still doing, right. but we're doing that knowing that we can rest in the love of God. So talk to us more about what we can do to rest in this season. Okay. So, um, and I'm going to use it in the sense of business for the simple fact that everyone can relate to business or working. Yeah. Um, and everyone can always relate to vacation days or paid time off. But no one actually stops to find the word rest or in either one of those things. Because when you go on vacation, you still feel like you're working to get to somewhere. You got an appointment. You got to do this. You got you got to do all the things. And then you work 60, 40, 50 hours a week. And yet the days that you're supposed to be home resting, you're still busy, busy, busy. Mm-hmm. And so literally, and it, God has a way with doing things with me in seasons where people would honestly fall apart. For those to be my my moments where he like pivots me to see it from a different perspective. So two and a half years ago, um, I lost my best friend to lupus. And I would be remiss by saying that I learned this lesson by myself. Like mm. my friend Tasha taught me how to rest. She was literally fighting for her life, but yet she lived life so big and so boldly. And I'm like, See, I don't get it. Like, you should be mad. You should be frustrated. And she was like, yeah, but that just kills me faster. Mm. But if I actually stopped and looked at, but I could still smile. I still have my joy. I still have the sense of knowing that if nothing else changes, I can rest in knowing that tomorrow's got to come. Today is here. But I get to be in both of those seasons. Mm. And so... What I mean by that, so when when Tasha passed away, it was actually, again, another pivot moment for me. I didn't get to tell her that I was pregnant with what we called her dream baby. Mm. Because at that point when life was like declining, we knew then that her dream of being a mom was not going to happen. She's a godmother to all of my children. And I always laugh because if you know anything about me, I really wanted to be a boy mom. I love football. I love baseball. I played softball in high school and in college. And yet God gave me three girls. And I'm like, now, Jesus, you don't get it. I'm not a girly girl. Like, I love to do my hair, but I really am that girl that's okay with sweatpants and sneakers. Mm-hmm. But my girls love their bows and their dresses and their tutus and all the things that I'm like, this is Tasha. This is not me. I got pregnant with my third baby. I remember when we were in college, she said, if you never have a son and I never get to have a baby, please be sure that you have a girl for me. And God gave me three. Mm -hmm. And so in Tasha's last moments, I remember asking her, 
aren't you tired? Like, when do you just let go of the fight? Like you just say, God, here I am. I don't want to do this anymore. And her response to me, and I'll never forget it was, gee, every day that you rest in God is a day to keep fighting. Mm, mm, mm. And I'm just like, oh, good. And I'm like, but what do you, but when does the fight get tired? Mm. But when you learn to exchange what's heavy for you and ask God to take it, the rest, it does like life is chaotic all around you, but yet there's so much peace and knowing I don't have to fight that battle today because God's got that. I'm just mm -hmm. going to show up. Mm -hmm. And so I took that and took it to my business because I, I saw all of our top income earners working their fingers to the bone and like they were legit tired and burnt out, but you love what you do. And like, I think most millionaires always say, it's never a job when you love what you do, but you'll never hear millionaires say, I found rest loving what I do. Mm -hmm. And it's a good thing to rest. So the Bible talks about, you know, keeping the Sabbath holy. And I heard a top income earner in my company. She was like, you know what? God is calling us all to a sabbatical. And I'm like, well, that's biblical, boo. We don't need, <laughs> but we all as Christians say that, but when are you really resting? Mm. When are you really taking the six days that God equipped you to use to build a business, to build a podcast, to write that book, to spend time with your family? But when are you taking the 24 hours that time has allotted you to actually sit and journal what God is speaking that you did not hear in the middle of the noise all six days. And so I begin to implement maybe about a year and a half ago that one day a week, no matter what, I didn't go anywhere. I didn't make appointments. I didn't schedule phone calls. And I literally turned my phone off. Mm -hmm. And I considered it my day of rest, my day to read that book that I've been wanting to read to fill my cup back up. I've, I bought a notebook that every day I journal five things of affirmations, but on that one day that I'm resting, that's the day that I literally turn off the noise in my head because it's all in your head. Cause I mean, if you do take a sabbatical, but yet your mind is still going, you're not resting. Mm -hmm. If you're still thinking about your to-do list and what appointment you have tomorrow, that's not rest. The craziest thing about resting is this you do have control to tell your mind to be quiet. You just have to find your voice inside of the two most important things in between your head and allow them to say, I can't hear that today because today I'm focusing on what's being told to me rather than what I'm trying to pull out. And so I started implementing that and literally those are my favorite days. It used to be I would take a sabbatical on Wednesdays and then God was like, no, mm -mm, I want a full day, a mm. full day of rest. Because in the middle of the week, yes, some people can do that. But I'm not wired that way because I'm still thinking, okay, well, my kids are still in school. So I just want to have to help with homework and all the things. So now every Saturday, mm. I don't plan to do anything. Mm -hmm. I literally on Friday nights after I have my last call or whatever, I literally put my phone away. And it is amazing. It is so much peace. And I journal and I wake up before. And I, I think this is what we were going into. So a lot of people are like, well, do you sleep in? Like, 
what what does that day of rest look like for me it's getting up before anybody in my house is awake why because i'm still a mom and i'm still a wife so if i don't at 7 15 no matter what day of the week it is vacation not vacation my kids are going to be looking at me mommy what's for breakfast mm -hmm. but if i haven't intentionally woken up before everyone else in my home that time that i was supposed to be before the lord and allow him to downpour what it is we're going to be creating or or whatever the ideas that he's saying daughter i need you to go do that i need you to start trying to figure out how you're going to work this out i don't find time for that if i'm honest on the days that i'm resting because they get my undivided attention mm -hmm. but when you wake up before resting is really a discipline and if you can be disciplined enough to tell yourself i know 5 30 is early but that means you go to bed early on friday you're not mm -hmm. trying to stay up with all the rest of the people in the world try because success leaves clues and if successful people go to bed at nine o'clock because they're up at 5 30 building a million dollar brand well i'm i'm trying to get there and every successful person i've ever met is normally in bed by 10 p.m no matter what time zone they're in mm -hmm. And then they're up at 5.30 journaling. If they like, you know, whatever their spiritual beliefs are, whether it's praying, journaling. I know some do yoga, meditation, all the things. But if you're not intentional with what you're being disciplined about, your intentionality will never meet the discipline that you're trying to require. Mm -hmm. And so I, I really began to dig into like resting, how you can rest. And for some people, you're good at resting and turning off your mind and turning off work but rest comes in different categories. I've never had a problem with self-care because I grew up in a single parent home. My mom modeled self-care. So mm -hmm. I knew how to go get my hair done, my nails done, take a day at the spa. I don't have a problem with that. When my husband met me, he didn't have to tell me to go get my nails, my hair, go to the spa. I was doing that by myself before he showed up. Mm -hmm. But when I became a mom, I stopped shopping for myself, not because I didn't want to, but I didn't need it because mm -hmm. my girls always needed something and they don't like god knows my between my mom and my parent my husband's parents my girls need for nothing and so as funny as it sounds i had i had learned how to rest i learned how to self-care i learned how to say no which a lot of people struggle when it comes to resting no is a full sentence there's no explanation there's there's no exclamation point it's just no period mm -hmm. It doesn't require anything except no. Can I go with you? No. Do you want to go get dinner? No. <laughs> There's yep. no explanation with a no. It's just no. Mm -hmm. I had learned how to do all those things. So this year in the middle of resting, I, I learned how to add to the self-care of taking care of me by buying something that I wouldn't typically buy. Is it every day, every week? No. But when I saw something that I wanted, because I had the funds to do it, I didn't write myself off or convince myself that, well, you don't really need it, but do you really want it? Yes. Can you buy it? Yes. Is it going to make you feel better about yourself and help you grow in your confidence? Yes. So buy it. Mm -hmm. Yes and no are still full sentences. There's, there's nothing to them. It's either yes or no. And mm -hmm. so that's, that's really where my journey with the word rest began. And I, like I said, I pulled it to my business and now all of my leaders, I'm like, Hey, 
what's your day of rest? Because I don't want to talk to you either on your day of rest. I respect that. And when you begin to model it, people that are attached to you begin to fall in order because they're like, oh, wait, uh-uh, you can't, uh-uh. They, they protect your season of rest because mm-hmm. you protect theirs. And that's important. And so I, I created this model within my organization and I, in my business where if it's my day of rest, my leaders, that's not how you rest. You know, you rest individually. So collectively you build multi-million dollar brands and incomes and families are now actually becoming more wholesome because you're now resting together mm-hmm. rather than, well, dad's rest day is on Tuesday. Well, mom's rest day is on Wednesday. So we don't know what to do, but it's a beautiful thing. Also, when you rest as a couple mm-hmm. or in, in relationships with your friends, like if all your friends know that Saturday is your rest day, they're not going to intentionally plan something that they want everybody to be at. They're not going to pull you outside of what you have created as your safe place. Mm-hmm. And that's really like that. May, and maybe that may be some something that, you know, someone else may need to hear it differently. Resting is really just a safe place where you can really inhabit your purpose, inhabit your next instruction of where you're going, how you're getting there. It's the mold for your next level. But if you don't know how to rest, you'll never get to the next level because mm-hmm. you're going to be burnt out before you get there. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. So I'm over here taking notes. I've got like two pages of notes because you just covered so many things. I mean, we're going to have to talk again clearly because I mean, you talk. So I wanted to be able to share some actionable steps and you talked about journaling, um, looking at affirmations, reading uh, books, reading things that help fill you up uh, to keep your cup full, turning off your phone. That's huge. And I think that I've heard there's somebody else that I listen to and she cuts off social media from Friday evening until Monday morning and she, nothing. And that's her family time. There's nothing else she's doing. And she does that because she realized that she was holding that as an idol or as almost an addiction where she could not uh, focus or rest with that on because there was always this need to check. So that was huge. And that's probably hard for a lot of people listening. Um, Let's see. You talked about listening to the voice. So just quickly, because sometimes I think people think this is kind of woo woo and, and not really understanding how, when you are rested, when you are trusting that you are covered and protected and loved, uh, when you are taking that time to really be in tune with what it is you need to be doing to serve your team, serve your family, serve your husband, uh, serve the world that the circle that you impact, uh, what are, what do you mean by that? Give give us some examples about when you say, listen to that voice, tell you what, what does that mean? So, I mean, and I'll just say this as women, cause I, you know, you're growing up, you always hear, well, a woman's intuition. It's like, is that really a thing? Mm-hmm. Like, or is that just a figure of speech? But I don't think it's gender. I, I honestly think it's just that innate nature, like everyone has that moment. Now, if you're a driver, you know, you're like, you know what? I probably shouldn't go that way today. I'm going to take the long route. I got a little extra time. That's that, that moment where you know within you, there's just something not right about going left today. So I'm going to mm-hmm. go right. Mm-hmm. 
it's almost the same thing when you're like, you know what? I think I'm just going to call five more people on my mail list or I'm going to send out an extra email today to all of my followers and my, you know, my business owners. It just, it just feels right. Whether you're spiritual or non-spiritual, that little inkling that you get in your gut, that's the easiest way to say it without stepping on people's toes, no matter what your beliefs are. If it's Mm -hmm. your gut feeling, today's a good day to start that podcast. Today, I'm going to write the first few chapters of that book. Do it. Mm -hmm. And don't second guess yourself because if you would have second guessed yourself, and I think Mel Robbins actually says this, it takes five seconds of courage Mm. for your mind to literally tell you to do something. But on the sixth second, you've already, you've taken that moment that your mind gave you to activate something and you've shut it down. Mm -hmm. And so before you wake up in the morning, if you live, you're like, you know what, if I could just get 10 more minutes of sleep, but you've already snoozed and you hit in in your mind, you're like, okay, get up, count down from five tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And I promise you, by the time you get to one, your feet will hit the ground, not Mm -hmm. because your feet are in control, but because you have decided Mm -hmm. and that inkling and that, that voice is really the decision that you're going to make. Do you really want to start that podcast? Start recording. Mm -hmm. But the moment you stop, your mind says, well, you don't have the equipment yet. Who are you going to interview? You've you've missed the moment of belief in yourself. Mm -hmm. And so for some people, it's, man, do I really need to start that diet plan? (sighs) Well, I just like cookies, cakes, and pies. You've already missed the first five seconds. Mm-hmm. What if running a marathon is in your future, but you have to make the decision to start eating right first? Mm-hmm. You don't just get up tomorrow and run a marathon. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Anybody that wakes up to go run two, 26.2 miles, yeah. I tip my hat to you. I wish I could get up and just go, you know what? I'm going to run a marathon today. No, no. <laughs> yeah, right. You have to start with training. Mm-hmm. And that's and it's really the, the training the mind. And it, it's a mindset thing, honestly. Mm-hmm. What are you telling yourself? But here's mm-hmm. one thing. And I actually did a live um, maybe two days ago. And it was just, you know, if you if you really wanted to know how you think about yourself or if your decisions toward your beliefs and your dreams are positive, take two regular glasses of water, sit them in two totally different rooms of your house. On the days that you feel like being negative, go into one room, spew all the negativity, all the words that you want and walk out that door and close the door. And then two hours later, if you feel excited and full of joy, go in the other room where the other glass is and tell that glass how beautiful it is, how enjoyable and love and fun. And in seven days, when you go back into the room where you have literally sent that glass, it'll be pitch black because your words hold weight. Mm. And because I'm a science major, I actually got to do an experiment like that in college. And I was mind blown. I was like, it's just a glass of water. But my words turned the water to tar. Mm. Can you imagine insides of you are every every negative thing you've ever told your mind? Your mind does not erase it until you have five more things positive to say about it. Mm -hmm. Why not just start with the positive mindset? Mm-hmm. And so it, it really is that mindset of, I deserve to be successful. I deserve to write a book. I deserve to start a podcast. So do them. 
mm-hmm. and do them the first time you have that feeling like today's a good day to write a book. It is, but you don't just, you don't wake up today, write, publish, and manuscript a book. You got to start writing it. It's a process. Mm-hmm. Right. And every day it gets easier because you told yourself to just start. So that's what I mean when I say that little voice in your, that, that mindset moment where today's a good day. Mm-hmm. Whatever today is a good day is, do it. And do that's it so good. think it. So, so good. And it's so it's about, you know, that it's about capturing that moment where you take that action when you've got that thought to do something. It's about that moment where you decide I'm going to act on that, on yeah. that thought to get me to do something else. Like, like you said, if you want to write a book, then, okay, you start writing. If you take the action pen to paper today, then you're, you're right. You're not going to have the book today, but you're taking action today on that that dream. There's a reason why you have those thoughts and those things that tug at your um, heart, tug at your spirit, tug, whatever you you think about. You know, it, there's a reason why you're getting those pulls, those tugs, those draws, those thoughts that that are confirmed here and there. Those words that people say, those those songs that come on the radio, those um, you know, the magazine covers that when you're standing in the grocery aisle and it echoes rest and restore and joy like I have been seeing recently in the season, which is what prompted me to let me go talk to Gigi about this because I know that she's amazing. And I know that she's got a lot to share about this. So the other huge thing you said, so taking action, huge, and then intentionality. So being intentional about what it is you're doing from a day to day and how it is you schedule your day and who it is you're going to spend your day with. And so taking action and being intentional about that action uh, and then owning the outcomes of whether or not you set the intention or not and whether or not you took the action or not, because you have to be accountable at the end of the day. It's just you and me. It's just me for me, for me, for me, and you, for you. So our outcomes are ours. We own those. We, yes. we have to be accountable to those. Yep. Um, so good. Whew. Okay. So I, I wanted to ask you like what I want people to do. Um, we talked about journaling affirmations, turning off the phone, um, listening to that voice, taking action and setting intentions. So, uh, and learning how to say no, and that's a that's a big one. That's a whole nother topic about people pleasing and why. I mean, my Lord have mercy. We are just touching on so many different things. But um, so what I want people to think about are what are those three things that you can do today that you can start to rest in your day, find peace, find joy, uh, despite your circumstances, despite yeah. your situations. So um, why why don't you talk a little bit so in, in order to kind of conclude this, why don't you talk a little bit about as we step into 2021, what are those things that women can do to shut down 2020 and walk into 2021 victoriously? Okay, so I'm going to, I promise y'all, I'm going to try to keep this to a five minutes because God has really been like, Man. Okay. So I'm, I'm just going to just say it. So my every single year, um, since I launched my business, I I've always been a dream board type of girl. Um, just because I thought it was fun. I didn't understand the depth 
of a dream board until I started my business. And so every year, my birthday, let, let me back up really. My birthday is December 30th. And so to most people, the new year starts on January 1st. But for me, I'm like, I get an extra 48 hours because I mean, I might as well start my new year on my birthday. We're close enough to ring mm -hmm. in the new year. I might as well. So normally December 1st, I normally begin to start pulling away from the areas that did not grow me all year. Um, and what I mean by pulling away, I don't pull away in a negative way. I literally just allow things. And if you're, if you're careful, you, you do, you do still have time to do all the things I'm about to tell you. You have enough time to start pulling away from those relationships, those friendships, that job, um, that social media person that never makes you feel like you've arrived. You have enough time to start unfollowing, delete, praising, and still being victorious. Okay. And so every year I ask God, God, give me a word to hold on to, whether it's a scripture, literally one word or a phrase. And it's really funny how 2020 is because 2020 was a mess for everybody. We're just going to call a spade a spade. Okay. It was a mess for everybody, mm -hmm. but you got to decide what that mess was. Was it a mess that you could build something from, or was it a mess that said your whole foundation's out of whack, start over. Mm -hmm. And the word that God gave me on January 1st for 2020 was intentional. And I'm like, well, God, I mean, you told me to be intentional. And then March 17th showed up and I'm just like, so how long is this pandemic? How long do I need to be intentional? Because I don't know if I'm going to make it. Then mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie to you guys. From March 17th. And I know you're like, how do you remember the date? I'm telling you, when God gives you pivot moments, you don't remember, you don't forget the date. Mm -hmm. From March 17th to November 26th, I literally felt like I was suffocated. I had all the right tools in my hands. I had all the right people in my corner that were pushing me to be great, that were telling me to level up. Gee, you got it. You can do it. All the things, right? But you want to know what is different when everything is in your hands, but you don't see your hands, you still let them go. And you feel like, I hear you, I hear you, but where are you? Mm. And the real question is not where are you? Because who you're looking for is the reflection of yourself and you don't see it. Mm. And so on November 26th, when I woke up, I literally rolled over to my husband and I said, God told me what my word for 2021 is, and he's never done it this fast. And I have no idea what this means or if we're supposed to start now. And he said, okay, well, what is it, babe? And I said, I don't even know how I'm supposed to do, like exchange this because I don't really know what this means. And he was like, okay, so tell me. And I literally have told everyone that I've come in contact with. So I'm going to drop this on y'all and you take it and run with it, whether it's for you or not. Ask God, okay? So we're just going to say 2020 as a whole, everybody had something that, oh, 2020 is a year. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do that. I'm going to do this. You were excited. Like this was the year that you had fully decided that no matter what, you were going to give it a hundred percent. And then a, a, a pandemic wrecked the course. Mm -hmm. But here's my question. And this is the word that God gave me. The one word is exchange. And I'm like, okay, God, I'm, I'm confused. 
But when I ask God and I, I'm going to, I'm literally going to read what I wrote to you, wrote to one of my, she's actually my mentor. And I said, I'm not really sure, but she took her team on a retreat and the, the title of her retreat was impact. And I was like, man, I didn't earn it. I'm so upset. Like there's next year. And so I messaged her because she was posting all the pictures and FOMO or as the millennials say, you know, like the fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm supposed to be there. Everybody said I was supposed to be there. And so she was like, I really miss you. I wish you were here. And I said, I just need to be honest with you. God already gave me my word. And I know that this is an impact year for your organization. But God told me that this was a year of exchange. And I asked God, why? What power does that word have? Like, how is that like a word that you're supposed to go into the new year with? Mm-hmm. And I said, but this is what God said, daughter, you're exchanging every lie, all the fear and every doubt. I'm going to return it and exchange it for my truth, for my joy and for my blessings. And I want to let you guys know this. If you're going to 21 and you're trying to figure out where do I go? Where do I start? I want you to do this. And this, all of what I'm about to say is how you start the affirmations, how you start the book, how you write the blog post, how you start the podcast. You get you a spiral notebook, an eraser that you get from the dollar store, a pencil and a red ink pen. I heard um, Lisa Nichols say this, and I have listened to this one almost like interview that she did literally since November 26, every single morning. And I know it sounds crazy, but when people are going through something or their life experience changes you, that other pivot moment, you take it until it changes your life to tell somebody else. Mm. So he got a notebook, an eraser, a pencil, and a red ink pen. Every day until January the 1st, take your pencil and write every single lie you've told about yourself about your business, about your marriage, about your finances, all the lies, no matter what they are, no matter what category, if it's easier for you to break it down in a category, do that. But you're gonna write every lie in pencil. Before you go to bed, you're gonna write every truth in red ink. And here is where you really figure out what you're made of. If you can find the strength to take that eraser and erase all the pencil, your memory does not remember what you erased because it only sees red. Hmm. And if you can do that before 2021 gets here, you will have already exchanged every fear, every doubt, and every lie and replaced it with God's truth, with his joy and his blessings for what it is 2021 is going to have for you. So point blank period. There you go. I need a mic drop. Bam. <laughs> what? Like I, I am over here in all the chills. I mean, you have t- I let's let me tell you how good God is, y'all. This is ex- this is so resonating with everything that he has been telling me. I mean, here, I'm gonna show you. Look, this is what I've done. For the only second time in my entire life, I did this when I was a teenager. It's a dream board, a vision board, okay, um, to write it down and make it plain and 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 focus on these words on the board. And I just read this entire book. I don't know if y'all can see this. One I just read this entire book 
the night before last, the night that we talked about scheduling your interview, That's again, right. rescheduling it. I just read this. It's by John Gordon called One Word That Will Change Your Life. And what they do is think about being intentional about what is that word, pray, think about what is the word going into 2021 or to whatever year you're talking about. And what is it that gives you that intention to, to focus on so that you have this um, uh, massive focus on being so intentional to to act and live and breathe in this word. And so when you're talking about exchanging from 2020 all the lies, I mean, I can't I cannot even begin to spew all of the lies that we've been told all of our lives, but how they've all come to, you know, to a head this past year and yeah. how every day you're fighting through these lies to remember those truths that you have. And so you talked about being so intentional and, and filling our cup, filling our mind, getting our mindset right. That only happens if you're intentional. If yeah. you're just in your car listening to whatever he bop over there and blah blah you have to you have to be intentional about what you're listening to what you're yeah. watching what you're reading um because it's it that's what's filling up your mind and there's enough going on that you better have something that you can hold on to in your mind and in your heart to keep you going towards the the right path yeah i, I mean complete my drop i am so thankful that you decided to come on here and have this chat with me because it was so good and so needed and so timely. So I just want to thank you, sis. I am so, um, I'm, it, it has been a pleasure. I cannot wait to see what God's going to do for you in 21. I mean, listen, like, like I said, whatever it is, just go after it. I, I will be your biggest cheerleader, cheer you on. I know it's going to be good. Um, but seriously, this has been so much fun. I can't wait to see what's next. Uh, me neither. And same for you, sis. You know, I'm following you as well. Um, so tell us where people can come, you know, one place that you'd like people to connect with you uh, to find you. Um, so you can literally find me over on Instagram. I solely love Instagram more because I can be intentional. Like, like we said, I can be intentional there. Um, and it's literally just same old Gigi at Instagram. Um, message me, follow me. And I promise you guys, I'm, it's, it's going to be a year worth, worth celebrating. So don't, don't wait. Do not wait. Start now. Like literally start right now. Enjoying all of 2021. Yep. So, Amen. All right. Love you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Love you, sis. And we are out for today. I can't wait to hear what y'all do to take action to uh, get into your 2021 victoriously. Yes. Bye, guys. Bye bye. Okay, ladies, make sure you catch up with Gigi on Insta and catch up with me on social media. Get with me on Facebook, click my link in the show notes, and we can connect there and live life together. Guys, we'll see you on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I'd love for you to hop over to my podcast and give me a review. And you know, I'd love five stars. That's how we can share this thing with other women just like us. Your five stars and written review really helps me get the word out. 
You can also take a screenshot of this episode and tag me in your Insta and Facebook stories, and I'll give you a shout out right back. Leaving a review and sharing this episode is the best way you can show me some love. Thanks so much, and I'll see you in the next episode. And remember, your smile is like a boomerang. Throw one at somebody, and it'll come right back.